Hey, it's Camus, and obviously this isn't our normal day of the week to release an episode, but I just wanted to talk to you for about that for just a second. So Halloween is a time of the year that people have a tendency to think more about the dead, spooky things, and supernatural happenings. And we realize this, and because of that, we've decided to release this episode because it talks about these things, but from a Christian perspective. When we first recorded the episode, we didn't have that intent, so it was just like, sounds like a normal episode. I'll reintroduce the, everything in a second. But yeah, we just wanted to give a Christian perspective from that all is happening in this time of year. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, welcome to God is Real, God is Good. This week it's me, Camus, and this week we have Becky with us. And Becky is Kaiser's Mind's pastor's wife. Um, so hi, Becky. Thank you for coming. Hello. Um, <laughs> It's great to have you. Um, so why don't you just tell us about where you're from? I was born and raised on the western side of Washington. Um, I grew up in Kelso Longview area, and I lived there pretty much all my life until even, I think it was 2014, we moved over to the eastern side of Washington. So got married over there, had kids over there, and spend a lot of time over there. Still have friends over there. Wow, that's nice. Definitely deep roots in Washington then. Oh, definitely. That's yes. Nice. Fun. So, um, Becky, how about you tell us a little bit about your religious background growing up? Um, I did not grow up going to church. My mom was involved um, in the worship, in devil worship, before I was even born. So my background is unusual. I've had some crazy, unusual, unbelievable experiences because of it. Um, but my mom was raised uh, going to church sometimes as a Seventh-day Adventist. Mm -hmm. um, so she believed in God, even though she was involved in devil worship. So, I, yeah, I, if I wanted to go to church with friends, I could. If I didn't want to, it was never, ever pushed one way or the other. Mm -hmm. So, just kind of like an interesting mix of like she wasn't doing what was right, but she didn't really care so much what you were doing with your life. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she if she was happy to let me go to church. In fact, uh, as a teenager, she's the one who encouraged me to go to church, which is interesting. When at that point in my life, she was so involved in all this satanic stuff that she was thinking about starting her own group in the worship of Satan, oh, wow. but she encouraged me to go to church at the same time. So it's kind of an unusual, ironic kind of a thing, but I don't know. I just, I, I knew, I believed God was real, but I wasn't really sure growing up until things happened where it became very obvious mm -hmm. that he was real, so... So, Becky, um, obviously you came here to share your story, but would you mind if we prayed before we got into it? No, that's great. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for Becky and for the fact that she could come today and share her story with us. And just be with her, give her the words, help her to know what to say, and, you know, all that fun stuff. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, Becky, so just tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about how you really came to know that God is real in your life. Um, 
as a child growing up, my mom was very much involved in, like I said, the worship of Satan. The mm -hmm. Ouija game was her primary source of communicating with spirits of the dead, as I knew it, as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, that was just almost a normal everyday thing for me. So I knew through crazy experiences that the devil was real. But there came a point, I think I was, when I was in first grade, my parents bought a set of Bible storybooks for us kids. And um, in a way, those books were kind of my Bible until I was, they also bought bedtime stories. But, but when I was, I don't know, fifth grade or so, mm -hmm. I was reading one of the Bible stories about David and Goliath and this boy who, shepherd boy who killed the giant with a stone. And I remember reading that story and thinking, that's a pretty cool story. But mm -hmm. really, is that in the Bible? Oh, yeah. I didn't have a Bible, so I wasn't sure. And I didn't know that God was there. God was listening. He knew what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I could have my own Bible? And I could read it for myself and find out what the Bible really says instead of what somebody else says about it. Mm. So we went to visit with my grandmother, my mom's mother, and she was a Seventh-day Adventist. And when we arrived at my mom's brother's house for dinner, my mom's mother lived down the street from them. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I decided we're going to go say hi to grandma before yeah. dinner. And when we walked in, there was a young man sitting there visiting with her, and she introduced us. This is Pastor John. He's the pastor of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in my town, mm -hmm. and we're reading the Bible together. And I remember thinking, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and this pastor shook our hands as we were introduced to each other, and he asked my brother and I, do you guys have Bibles? And we told him no. And he said, well, you're old enough to have one. Would you like one? which I thought was weird because I thought Bibles were for old people. <laughs> and that's what they read before they go, before they die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes them feel good. Uh, so, so anyway, I was shocked when he said we were old enough. I, I didn't think I was that old. But, but I was definitely interested. And my brother said, yeah, I'd love to have a Bible. So I said, me too. Mm -hmm. So he said, well, I happen to have some in my car. Wait right here and I'll go get you one. And I figured, okay, he's got somebody's old Bible because somebody died and you can have this one. Mm. Or he's got a Bible where somebody got mad and said, you can take this Bible and you know what you can do with it. Um, so I expected some old worn out used Bible. But he mm -hmm. came in with two brand new Bibles still wrapped in the cellophane. Oh, wow. And it's like, I'm getting a brand new Bible. Oh, I was wow. very excited. And I saw the words on the cover as he was taking the cellophane off. Mm -hmm. um, holy Bible. So I was really excited. I'm going to get a holy Bible. Oh, wow. So cool. So, yeah, I thought, <laughs> this is extra special. It's a holy one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grandma said that God is holy. So... I wonder if the Bible is holy like God. Mm. Um, but anyway, he gave us a brief introduction to our Bibles. Um, red words are the words of Jesus and the concordance and the maps and all that kind of stuff that's in there. And he pulled out a manila envelope and said, I have something else you might like. Mm -hmm. And he pulled out a whole set of amazing facts, Bible study guides, 
And as he began to read the titles, he was putting them in my brother's hands. I mm-hmm. think he figured because my brother was older, he's probably the one who would be more interested. Yeah. But <laughs> that wasn't true. But anyway, we when we got home, I watched my brother put all those study guides on the table in the front room. Mm-hmm. He took his Bible into his bedroom. And I watched for a few days to see, is anybody in my family interested in these study guides? Mm-hmm. So I fanned them out on the table. And so everybody could see the titles, how colorful, and are they interested? Nobody picked them up for like three days. Mm-hmm. I watched. And finally, I thought, well, they're not interested. I am. So I took them all and I hid them in my bedroom. It wasn't because I didn't want anybody else to have them. I just didn't want anything to happen to them because I was really interested. So after I finished my homework, I would either read my Bible or I would grab one of those study guides. Mm -hmm. And it came to one day I got my homework done extra, extra early. It was just wow. And I had plenty of time before dinner. So I grabbed a study guide and it happened to be titled, Are the Dead Really Dead? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, man, this is going to be great. I don't even have to read it. I already know the answer. Yeah. Of course they're not dead. My mom talks to them all the time. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had it right. And I opened up the study guide and began to read. It's question and answer format. Mm-hmm. So you ask a question, and then the Bible answer says, and there was one question in there, how much do the dead really know? Yeah. And well, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9, 5, the dead know not anything. And I started laughing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if the dead don't know anything, then who's my mom talking to? Oh, yeah. Because whoever she's talking to, they know everything about the past. They know everything that's happening in the present. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they know everything about the future, but they know an awful lot mm-hmm. if they don't know at all. So I thought... These guys made a mistake, but that's okay. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. We'll just let that go. They don't know what I know. They yeah. haven't seen what I've seen. We'll just let that slide. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen spirits appear and talk and do things and then disappear. So that's okay. We'll let that go. So I kept reading and I come to another part where, what about spirits of dead people? And I'm thinking, exactly. Yeah. Now you're talking. Oh, I thought it went dead. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so so the Bible says there's spirits of devils working miracles. Mm-hmm. And that one jolted me. That can't be that my mom is talking to spirits of devils. Mm-hmm. Is it, Does she know what she's doing? Because she was raised going to church. Yeah. Um, it really scared me. It frightened me. I never thought of spirits being evil. Yeah. Um, I never thought of spirits being devil. Yeah, so that scared me. You grew up with them, like it was not like comforting, but like you understood them, and they you were used to them. So like yeah. them being evil is kind of like what they're like. That was bad. Mm-hmm. That was like really bad. And yeah, I just thought they were spirits of dead people, and some are good, some are bad, kind of a thing. They're but not devils. That yeah. was that was like the worst. So it caused me to break into a cold sweat. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was shocked and alarmed and that one I can't let slide Mm -hmm. so I got my bible and it took me a little bit to figure out how in the world do you find these places but once I understood the system of how it works um, I started with question number one and I went all the way through to the end 
And I remember sitting on my bed being jolted and confused because I thought the Bible was supposed to be the truth. Yeah. If you want to know what's truth, read your Bible. Mm-hmm. That's solid. That's I was brought up being taught that. Yeah. But here's these experiences that are contrary to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out, what am I supposed to believe? I know these experiences are real. They're very supernatural, very spiritualistic versus, is it possible the Bible is just a bunch of good words, mm-hmm. um, but it's not really real? I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to believe. And I, I didn't know, I know now, that God was aware of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. He knew what I was struggling with, and he knew I needed evidence that would be convincing for me. Yeah. So, so I'd only had my Bible for maybe two or three months. Mm-hmm. I was spending the night with my girlfriend down the street. So it was a weekend, I know that. We were up watching a late movie together, and my sister arrived pounding on the door. She was just in panic and fear and told me, you, Becky, you have to come home. Something mm-hmm. is wrong with mom. And so when I got through the front door, I could see my mom was sitting at the kitchen table. She had the Ouija game on the table in front of her, which was nothing new. I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost a daily occurrence. Um, so I wasn't concerned about that. But as I looked at the faces of the others, there is, my younger brother was sitting across, or no, he was standing next to my mom. Mm-hmm. I could see his face as I walked in. He was staring at my mom. He had nothing but shock and astonishment in his eyes. My older brother had his back to me, so I couldn't see his face. Across the table from my mother was one of her girlfriends who was just shaking and trembling in her seat. Tears were streaming down her cheeks. And she whispered to my, my older brother, Randy, um, she's, she's here, like there's hope. And I was trying to figure out what's going on, you guys. And my younger brother told me it's the spirits. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get into mom. And they keep, the Ouija gang keeps spelling out kill Sue, which is my mom's name. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what to do. And Randy yeah. said, well, look at her. She's not breathing. And so I stood and he said, watch her chest. It doesn't even move. And so I'm watching her chest. There's no sign of any breath at all. And DJ, get that candle off the counter right there and light it and show her. We had candles for power outages. And I could tell the candle had been lit and it wasn't in the drawer where we normally keep it. But DJ lit the candle and held it in front of our mom's face, not close enough to hurt her. Yeah. But but watch the flame. It doesn't even flicker. There is no breath. She's not mm-hmm. breathing. And wow. he held it long enough for me to see. She's not breathing. So as DJ stepped away with a candle and blew it out, Randy said, watch this. And he stepped forward and began flicking his fingers in front of our mom's face, especially in front of her eyes. And I'm watching her eyes, the eyelids, the eyebrows. There's no twinge. There's no... There's no sign of movement, recognition, nothing. Her eyes were wide open, but she was staring way off into space, not really focused on anything. She looked like a statue Mm -hmm. in human flesh. She's not breathing. She's not reacting. She's not responding. And I didn't know what to do. Um, So Randy turned around after blowing air into her eyes, and still she doesn't respond. She doesn't blink. There's nothing. There's no sign of anything. Mm -hmm. And he said, I've even thrown water 
into her face. Oh, wow. That's all we get. And she, I was told, had been in that condition since before my sister came down the street to get me. Oh, wow. So quite a while. Yeah, yeah. More than five minutes for sure. I lived like five houses down. Oh, goodness. So so I'm standing there trying to think, well, what do you do with that? Mm -hmm. um, what in the world have they been doing that would get my mom into this kind of situation? Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, but the message indicator on the game started to move and spell out because the game board has an alphabet shaped like a rainbow mm -hmm. in the middle part of the board. There's yes and no in the upper corners, numbers on the bottom, depending on what your question is. Yeah. But in this case, nobody was asking a question. The, mm -hmm. the, the little game piece started to move and it spelled out, kill Sue. Mm -hmm. Let me in. I want your body. Kill Sue. It went to the middle of the board and stopped, as it always did when the message was complete. My mom's girlfriend dropped under the table. She was just screaming. She was crying. She was shaking. I mean, she was flat out scared. Mm. And um, But we all watched as it spelled it out. And then my mom's girlfriend under the table grabbed a hold of the table leg in my mom's chair and yelled at me, Becky, do something. Well, what are you supposed to do with that? It, it, I'm just standing there thinking, okay, now I know why you called me home. Because in my family, I was known as the religious one. Hmm. This is my sister, Cindy, and this is my sister, Becky. Um, she's the religious one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they always, they knew I leaned away from all the satanic and more into the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, and they thought that I could help them. But I didn't know what to do. I knew it's a spirit. How do you fight a spirit when you can't see them? Yeah, I knew how to fight. I'd been in lots of fist fights, lots of street fights. I'd broken the nose of a few teenagers. I wasn't the nicest kid. Mm -hmm. But what do you do? Throw your fist through the air and hope you hit something? And even if you do, I knew I wasn't strong enough to take a spirit, especially an invisible, powerful spirit, on in a fight and win. It's just yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I stood there in confusion. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And I... My brother asked me, Becky, where is your Bible? Hmm. Well, it's in my bedroom. It's um, on, on my dresser. Yeah. So he ran to my bedroom, and I'm thinking, why didn't he get his own Bible? I don't know. Um, and what does he think he's going to do with it anyway? Yeah. But he, yeah, he came back. He had my Bible. He opened it up at the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, mm -hmm. put the Bible on top of the Ouija game. Oh, wow. And then in this loud, authoritative tone of voice, he began to read. And he's reading out loud. We're all watching to see, is this going to do anything? Is it going to help us? Yeah. Are we going to get a reaction? Is anything going to happen? Well, the message indicator started smashing into the Bible, trying to shove it off. Oh, wow. And Randy held the Bible down and continued to read. And again, it's smash, smash into the Bible, races up to the word, no, and smash, smash, trying to shove the Bible off of the game board. Oh, wow. But Randy's still holding it down. He's continuing to read. Nobody is touching this game piece. It's doing it all on. Mm -hmm. It's a spirit moving it, but we can't see the spirit. Yeah. But they're not happy. You can feel the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So Randy keeps reading, and the message indicator comes up off the table. Oh, goodness. And it heads toward Randy's face. So he slaps it back and continues to read, and it comes after him again. He slaps it back, 
And then it turned and I thought it was going to hit our mother in the forehead, but it zipped over the top of her head and it went across the kitchen to the cook stove, spun around and came flying back across the room toward Randy. And he marked his place in the Bible and stepped back and slapped it as hard as he could. I'd seen that look before I knew, even though he didn't say anything, I knew what he was thinking. You haven't got the best of me yet Mm -hmm. and I'm not quitting until we get our mom back. So he continued to read the Bible, and it dropped, the game piece dropped back onto the game board, shoving the Bible, trying to knock it off. So Randy, um, he just kept holding it down, continued to read, and I watched the game piece go across the game board, onto the table, across the table, it dropped off the edge of the table, onto the floor. On the floor, it came and spun behind our mother's chair. And then was spinning around in circles on the floor, like a like a top, kind of a kid's toy top. Yeah. And we're all watching. Randy's still reading the Bible. My mom has not been breathing. She hasn't been moving. She doesn't blink. She's nothing. She looks like a human, one of those mannequins in the stores that yeah. you put your clothes on that are not real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she looked like. And this thing is spinning on the floor behind her chair. And finally, it slowed down. And then mm-hmm. it stopped completely. And I'm wondering, okay, uh, what now? Is there going to be a surprise attack on my mother? Are dishes going to come flying out of the cabinets? What's going to happen? And I looked at DJ, my younger brother, who was standing on the other side of my mom. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he didn't even look at me. He was still staring at the game piece. But finally he said, it died. And I'm thinking, yeah, I hope so. (laughs) And just then, my mother started sucking in air. (gasps) Like she'd been underwater swimming, and she finally made it to the surface where she could breathe again. And that's what it was like. And so DJ is tapping her on the shoulder. Mom, can you see me? Do you know who I am? And we watched as her eyes came into focus. And she's looking around the room really confused. She's watching Randy, who's got the Bible on top of the game board. He's still reading. He hasn't stopped. Her girlfriend is sitting across from her crying and just sobbing and shaking and scared. And DJ's still hitting mom. Do you know who I am? And, well, yeah, you're DJ. And, well, how many fingers am I holding up? And she's looking at me like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And he's still trying to get her to answer. Well, that's two. And who is that? That's Becky. Once we saw she's breathing, she's alert, she's okay, she knows then my brother stopped reading the Bible. Oh, wow. So, so I recognized that night for the first time, there's power in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was power. And I remember the first times I read that, the, the word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Yeah. I'm thinking, that's the truth. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of power that I don't think we recognize, but that night I saw whatever that power is, it's stronger than the power that works the Ouija game. Hmm. It overruled the spirits. It saved my mom's life when they were trying to kill her. And yeah, that was an experience that was real, supernatural, very spiritual. And the Bible saved my mom's life. So I decided I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to believe it. But I also began to sleep with it because I figured whatever power is in it, maybe it will protect me Mm. if I keep it with me. Yeah. So the crazy thing is my mom started 
you would, in my mind, it's a good thing to get rid of that game. Yeah. That's deadly. Yeah, it just almost killed her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you see where it leads to, the mask was torn off. Spirits of devils performing miracles. I was piecing things together that I'd been reading. And this is true. The Bible is true. The Bible is true. And so I decided I'm going to sleep with it. And hopefully whatever this power is, it'll keep me safe. Yeah. My mom told us, we told her what happened because she was all confused. Mm -hmm. And she told us, well, I was playing the game like normal and the spirits started going crazy Hmm. and saying, let me in. I want your body. And she would tell him, no, I don't want to go that far. Well, let me in. I want your body. I don't want to go that far. Too late. And that's mm-hmm. all she remembered. So she had no consciousness of anything that was happening around her. We had to tell her what happened because oh, she wow. didn't know. Um, so I think she was a little concerned and alarmed as well. Mm-hmm. Her girlfriend was crying and she said, I'll never play that game again. I swear I'll never play that. Game. That's not even funny. And I'm thinking, no, it's not funny, but we see it for what it really is now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what the others were thinking, but I was thinking, you might want to get rid of that game. Yeah. But my mom didn't. Hmm. She went back another, I think it was, well, about a week or so, she went back to play with it. And she couldn't get it to work. Mm. And she was telling us, the spirits are really angry. They won't talk to me. Because you guys put the Bible on top of it. Oh. And they hate the Bible. So I'm piecing it together. Mm-hmm. Spirits of devils. Of course they wouldn't like the Bible. Yeah. So so anyway, um, spirits of devils working miracles. Lying spirits. Those are the things I was reading in my Bible. I come home one day after basketball practice at school and mm-hmm. my mom and the kids were sitting around. This is before the experience with the Bible. I'm still trying to figure out, should I believe the Bible or should I believe experiences? Are they really lying spirits? Yeah. And DJ asked me, hey, Becky, you have any questions you want to ask Ouija? And nah. And then I got an idea. I think I'll do a test and find out. So I said, yeah, I do have some questions. So I walked over and everybody's waiting. And uh, I said, are you a good spirit? Yes. Okay. So you do you know Jesus? Yes. So were you at the cross when Jesus died? Yes. Were you sad? No. Mm. And DJ started laughing. <laughs> He's lying. You can't be at the cross and know Jesus and not be sad yeah. when he's, he's lying. No. And mom's saying, you guys better watch out. They're getting mad. Mm-hmm. And DJ said, yeah, you were a good spirit. Yes. Yeah. And you know Jesus and you were at the cross when he died. Yes. But you were not sad. No. And DJ's laughing. He's got to be lying. Mm. And mom said, you guys better knock it off. They're getting mad. Well, there's a certain look she gets. And when she gets that look, you better pay attention because she will get superhuman strength Mm. and she can hurt you. I've seen her even after surgery, pick somebody up and throw them after back surgery. And they slammed against the wall and dropped. 
It's like mm-hmm. you don't mess with her when she gets that. So so we just let it go. And I kept that in my mind. So when we had the experience with the Bible on top of the Ouija game, I'm seeing lying spirits performing miracles. They want my mom dead. The Bible saved her life. So I started sleeping with my Bible. And my mom tried and tried to get that Ouija game to work. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't. So what she did is she began to resort to other methods of communicating with the spirits. So she started ordering Life After Death magazines. And in one of them, there was an advertisement for a whole set of encyclopedia books on anything you want to know in the worship of Satan. Oh. And in, she ordered that set of books, and I, I thought there was 40 volumes, and my mom said, no, there was like 46 to 48 I think she's right, actually. But each one was like 12 inches tall and oh, wow. 2 to 3 inches thick. Now, 40 at least, up to 48. I mean, they're very graphic, very explicitly detailed. On And when they arrived, I thought maybe they might be Bible storybooks, like what my parents had ordered when I was younger. Yeah. And so... I grabbed one. My brothers each grabbed one. My sister had one. We're flipping through these pages when they first arrived. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were seeing, but I was seeing voodoo uh, dolls that you poke pins in. Mm-hmm. I was seeing sacrifices of boys and girls, men and women. You kill them like this. You put them on the altar like this. I mean, it had pictures. It was very graphic, oh, wow. and it was scary. And so I closed it, and they all closed theirs at the same time. I don't think we want these, and so we put them back in the box. But my mom began to experiment with what she was reading. Mm. So that took her deeper in. And one night, it was about two years, I was 15. So I'd only had my Bible for a couple of years. Um, Something woke me up. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when you're asleep and the thunder crashes all of a sudden and it wakes you up yeah. with a start kind of a thing. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Well, yeah. What? Well, and you're not totally awake, but you're coming awake and you realize, oh, it's thunder. Mm-hmm. So that's the state I was in. And I saw my bedroom door was swinging away from the wall. Yeah. Well, I always slept with the bedroom door shut. Mm. Um, so I knew something, that's what woke me up. When it hit the wall, it woke me up. We... I shared a bedroom with my sister, and we had bunk beds. We would take turns. Sometimes I'm on the top. Sometimes she's on the top. Mm -hmm. This particular night, my sister was on the top bunk. I was on the bottom. And I knew whatever threw that door open when it hit the wall, that's what woke me up. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I looked, and there through the doorway on her hands and knees was my mother. Oh, goodness. And... I knew when I saw her, she was under the full control of a demon. Mm. Her eyes glowed out, kind of a brown, brick-red color in the dark. They were Mm. glowing hate and just anger. And there was jerking and twisting of the body in ways I've never seen anybody do. Mm. I've seen Hollywood movies. Hollywood version is very mild in comparison to the real deal. Mm. You can't copy it. It's too violent. Mm. Um, You can do it with technology and special effects kind of a thing. There was um, sounds coming out of her body, not really out of her vocal cords, just out of her body. Mm. Um, These low moans, animal beastly like sounds coming out of her and so violent a twisting, it looked like her head was going to snap off. Mm. Um, it was very scary. 
and my heart was instantly pounding, and the demon that was in her spoke. Mm. When he did, it sounded like um, ocean waves were rolling in the background of the voice. Oh, goodness. There was a heavy wind that whipped through the voice as it spoke. You can't do it. Nobody can talk like that. No. It was deep, deep, low tones um, that's not human. No. But the demon said, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. I hate you. And started crawling, using my mom's body, crawling mm-hmm. toward my bed, which was not um, too far from the door. Yeah. So my heart was pounding, and I realized at that point I was holding my Bible. Mm-hmm. I instinctively grabbed it when I sat up, and I heard this voice in my head. I did not know at that time it was the Holy Spirit. I thought it was just me telling myself, hey, you have your Bible, pray. Yeah. And I thought, that's a good idea, but I didn't know how. Mm. Um, I knew two prayers. They were the canned prayers. Like that, <laughs> got myself. <laughs> anyway, um, the can prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep, mm-hmm. and thank you for my food. Those are the only two <laughs> prayers I knew. And okay, thank you for my food does not work, so that's gone. <laughs> no. And now I lay me down to sleep. I'm I'm going through that prayer as rapidly as I could in my mind, and I get to if I should die before I wake, and I'm sitting there thinking I am awake, and I don't want to die. Yeah. This doesn't fit either. So there goes that prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, my mother's head is about even to where I am sitting on my bed. Mm. And I'm, I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. And this thing would stop and twist and jerk and snap the head. I, oh, man, it was crazy violent. Mm-hmm. And all these sounds just coming out of it. And it was horrible and terrifying. And... I I tried to scream. I couldn't scream. I was too scared. I couldn't get a voice. I tried to run, but I was frozen with fear. Mm. So I couldn't run. My sister was asleep. She did not wake up. She did not wake up. And I'm 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 screaming in my head, wake up! But she she can't hear me. She's sound asleep. And what in the world? And you've got your Bible. Pray. Mm. Well, okay, so I'm thinking, why would God listen to me when I'm not a Christian? Doesn't he hear the prayers of those who belong to him? I don't belong to him. Why would he listen? And this voice is saying, well, you've got to try, Becky. Try. Pray. Pray. So I'm thinking the only prayer I can think is, help me, Jesus. I'm going to die. And I stopped and began to question, do you really believe that God is real? Hmm. Because there's no reason to pray for him if you don't even believe he's there. Yeah. You know, is he real or not? Well, by this time, my mom's body has turned. Her hands are rusting on my bed. And I'm thinking, I'm going to die at the hands of my own mother. Mm. She doesn't even know what's going on. When she is controlled like that, she has no conscious of what's happening. So I'll die at her hands, but that doesn't mean it's her doing it. Mm. I know that. But but still, I was so scared. And so I I thought, you know what? He's got to be real. God has to be real because it's obvious the devil is. Mm. This isn't my mom. There's there's hate. There's anger. All this stuff coming out that's bad and evil. And God has to be just as real. Mm. And so I began to scream in my head, help me, Jesus. Please help me. I'm going to die. And I saw a flash of lightning in my bedroom. At least I thought it was a lightning. But Mm -hmm. really it was an angel. 
It was an angel as fast as lightning was instantly at my side. And he had one arm around my back and with the other arm, he drew a line down and then put his arm around my waist. So I was wrapped in the arms of the angel. The hands are coming off the bed of my mother and I know I'm going to be strangled to death. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so scared I can't do anything. So I'm holding my Bible, staring at this hate-filled demon that's coming out of my mother. And uh, as the hands are moving in to put the chokehold on me, they stopped and they went down and rested on the bed. And this violent jerking and snapping of the head and groans and moans, all these sounds coming out of her, um, hate and anger and the hands come up and started moving in to choke me and stopped in the same place as before. And then they went down. And I thought, I wonder, that that's where the angel drew the line down. Wow. I wonder if he can't cross the line. Mm. And I saw the anger intensify. The face turned like a beet red, just angry red. Hate and anger intensified. The demon looked at the angel. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't say anything to each other, but the angel was very calm, very relaxed, unafraid, unintimidated, and kind of had a look like, well, you can try what you want, but you're not going to hurt her. Mm. It was almost like a little kindergartner trying to tackle a linebacker who's a professional. <laughs> this is not going to happen. <laughs> Are you tired yet, little boy? Yeah, this is not going to happen. <laughs> but the, the demon was so angry. He bolted for my throat mm. and stopped in the same place as before. And, but this time tried to press on. Yeah. And I watched the uh, muscles in my arms, my mom's arms, began to bulge and grow like a bodybuilder, oh, a wow. well-seasoned Mr. Atlas mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and my mom is not strong. She's had many surgeries on her back. She's not healthy, not strong, but just the veins in the neck were popping out, just intense, shaking, trying so hard, but could not cross the line. Mm. And finally the hands went down. Then my sister woke up. Right then. Yeah, right then. (laughs) And she she rolled over and she looked down and I saw the demon back up and look up at her and gave her the most disgusting, phony, sickly kind of a grin. And my sister let her scream, rolled over and went back to sleep. And that's what I thought she had done. And she told me years later, we were talking about it. And she said, no, I didn't go back to sleep. What I did is I covered up my head and I hoped it would go away. Oh, and I said, well, thank you for your help. I sure appreciate that. That was really great. You know, sisters. Yeah. What are sisters for? Hey, and we, we, we laughed about it then, but at the time we, she was scared and so was I. And she said, I didn't go to sleep. I just hoped it would go away. And so Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to look at it. It was very sickly and scary and yeah, demonic. She saw all the hate and anger too. So anyway, the demon backed off and started crawling away. Mm-hmm. went out the door, and I listened. I could tell by the sounds of the, these moans and beastly-like sounds coming out of her, probably about the middle of the living room when everything went totally quiet. Mm. And uh, I, I was wondering, is she okay? Is she breathing? Yeah. Is she alive? Is she hurt? Is she on the floor? Is she on the couch? Is she on the table? I, I didn't know, and I was yeah. I was so scared I couldn't move. I couldn't go look. Mm-hmm. And the angel told me, it's okay, Becky. 
called me by my name. It's mm. like, wow, he knew my name. You can go back to sleep now. Yeah, mm. sure. Piece of cake. I'm just going <laughs> to roll over and go back to sleep. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no. <laughs> what, what if he comes back? I was thinking it because I couldn't say it. Yeah. And the angel answered my thoughts mm. and told me he's not coming back, which I thought was weird. He knows what I'm thinking. Yeah. That was, but still I, I was so scared. I'm thinking, yeah, well, what if he does? Well, he's not coming back. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, what if he does? Because it's so scary. Like yeah. Something just I, yeah. Traumatic happened to you. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the angel stood up. Because he was even with me. So he stood up and turned around and sat down. Mm. When he was turning around, I saw wings had gone way up. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was rainbow colors, like diamonds of rainbow colors shooting off of the wings. Oh, wow. And, and I remember thinking, oh, whoa, my Bible stories never said they looked like that. Yeah. You know, they have angels with wings, but this one was like, it made me think of Christmas lights. <laughs> um, sparkling pastel rainbow colors of Christmas lights coming off of the wings. Oh, goodness. And when he sat down, um, he reached out and began to stroke my hair like a mother would do to comfort a frightened child. Hmm. And um, very gentle, soft voice told me, he's not coming back. God heard your prayer. Oh. which was not prayed out loud because I couldn't get a voice. So yeah. I was just screaming it in my head. Um, he sent me here to be with you. Mm. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here at your side all night. I'm going to protect you. He can't hurt you because God won't let him. Mm. And so that made me feel safe. It made me feel comforted, protected, even valued, yeah. cared for. And I remember thinking, God can hear prayers when they're not prayed out loud. Mm -hmm. And he hears you. He's even... got some kind of hearing. I know, right? Yeah. And he hears you even though, like, you're not completely walking in all the truth or the light. Like, you're yeah. not completely his, but he still heard you, like, when you cried out for help. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Bible says that, too. Whosoever calls upon me, I will not turn away. Mm -hmm. You know, but I didn't know that was in the Bible yet. Yeah. So, but I remember reading it thinking that's true. So there's lots of things I read and see. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. But it's based on these crazy experiences, yeah. you know. So, so anyway, I remember laying there. I was trying to see his face, but it was a blur. Mm. Um, I couldn't get the details, but the hair was alive. It's not like our hair. We cut our hair. I don't yeah. think they ever cut their hair. It's alive. It's part of his life. Mm. And, and it's like a silvery white gold. That's what, but, it's, but it's, I didn't touch it, and yet it looked soft like human hair. Mm -hmm. But it was not like our hair at all. There's life in it. Um, the arm, when he brought his arm down in front of me, it was like this was all pure gold, but he's got a hand and a wrist and fingers like us. But his, and if we put our arm next to his arm, ours is dirt. Mm. It's filthy in comparison. And I thought, well, of course, we were made from the dust. Yeah. No wonder we look dirty. <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> but, make sense. But I remember thinking, I don't know if he has any blood. Huh. And how does gold go through roofs and doors? without 
I mean, it, I, it didn't make sense. I don't understand it. They're different from us. There's mm-hmm. something. They're in a whole nother realm. You You're know, just like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I couldn't, I couldn't make out the facial features. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends in writing a book, um, one of my friends was telling me the author I'm working with. She said, "You know, that angel could have been Jesus." Hmm. And I never thought about it being Jesus. I just thought of it. I know there's different ranks. And yeah. I wondered if he was closer to the throne. That's why he has rainbow colors on his wings. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it was very, the devil himself was after me. Why not Jesus himself protecting me? Hmm. And I never put that together until just a few months back when my girlfriend was talking to me. She, yeah. That could have been Jesus. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. But I remember thinking I'm not going to sleep mm-hmm. just in case. And it took me many years to think. And if he would have come back, what would you have done? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you're strong enough to take him on. You'd be like you know? your sister just turn over and yeah. died. Yeah. Go away. I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> so, but I finally got tired. My heart slowed down. Mm-hmm. And I did. I kept trying to stay awake and I couldn't. I finally fell asleep. I was mad when I woke up because I fell asleep. I was laying on my Bible mm. and I was facing the wall. So I wasn't facing the angel. So I was kind of mad. That angel better be there. He said he would be there all night. Hmm. And so as I rolled over, I, I felt the presence come off the bed. Hmm. And as I rolled over, I saw just the backside as he went right through the roof and was gone. Hmm. And okay, he was there all night. He kept his promise. And I am safe. I'm alive when I could be dead. Oh, wow. And so God just saved my life. Mm-hmm. And God is real. Yeah. And so I remember grabbing my Bible and put my pillow up against the wall and I was leaning against the wall. My sister is still asleep and I'm reviewing what had happened. Jesus loved and cared and protected me. Satan hates, attacks, strangles, God embraces. I was seeing the bold contrast of Satan and heaven. Yeah. Angels. Um so I I was holding my Bible thinking if there is any hope for me mm-hmm. that I can be a Christian, then I, that's what I want. Mm. I want to be a Christian. I want Jesus. I don't want Satan. Yeah. So, But I never come out of my bedroom until I heard my dad and my brother were talking and then my mother. When I heard her voice, I knew she was alive. I knew she was laughing with them, um, so she's okay. So then I come out. But I never told her what happened. Yeah. I just kept it to myself, and I think I was I was 18. I was on my way to see my girlfriend for something, and my mom had made some comment, and finally I knew she. this is the time. So I told her, Mom, I almost died, and here's what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I laid it out for her before I left, and she didn't say anything, but I could tell she was really thinking, yeah. and I just let it go with that. So she eventually heard what happened. Yeah, just not at that time. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't until I moved out and got an apartment with my girlfriend um, that I was thinking, okay, now I'm old enough. Mm-hmm. I'm on my own. I can decide who's going to be my God. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have to put up with this stuff. I'm not living with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to go to church. I want to get baptized. I want Jesus. Yeah. Um, but every time I think that there's another voice telling me, well, you already had your chance. Mm. 
you could have gotten baptized when you were 15 because I started to go to church at that time. Yeah. And I, I felt like a hypocrite. I'm not living right because it's hard when you're in a satanic home that is ruled by Satan. He's the leader of the home. How am I supposed to be a Christian when Jesus isn't here to call the shots kind of a thing? So I quit going to church because I figured I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend I'm a Christian when I know I'm not. And so it wasn't until I was 20 years old, I became very suicidal. I was looking at life thinking, what is there? Mm-hmm. If if you don't have Jesus, what is there in this world that's worth my time, my focus, my energies? Yeah. Should I get a really good job that can buy me anything I want? I mean, mm-hmm. that sounded pretty good. I mean, yeah. But what's the chances? I don't know, but but there was a guy that lived from on the apartments across from me, mm-hmm. and he parked his vehicle opposite of where mine was in the parking lot. So he had a brand new truck, mm. and that was his baby. He buffed it and polished it almost every day. I don't know his name. I never did talk to him. But I figured he had the same work schedule I did because we were home on the same basic hours. Yeah. But one day I looked out the window, and here's this guy buffing his truck and polishing, and man, it looks nice. And I thought, you think that's it? That's what there is in this world? That's what you need to be striving for? You give that guy 10 years with that beautiful truck, and now what is it? Well, it's just another vehicle on the road, like how many other cars 10 years old are driving up and down the roads. Yeah. Yeah. You give him 10 more years, what does he have? Well, if it hasn't been wrecked or anything, he's probably buying new parts. Mm-hmm. And you think that's what there is to strive for? Really? Mm. So in my smart, sarcastic way, I turned in my apartment. Look at that couch. Where is that going to be in 25 years from now? Huh? Do you want to live 25 more years? Don't you? Well, where's your couch going to be in 25 more years? What about your towels? Can you remember... 10 years ago, what towels you were using, uh, you know, it's just, so I was being real smart, sarcastic. Yeah. Nothing. There's nothing permanent. It either wears out, it rusts, it fades. It's no longer up to date and in fashion, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, so I kept trying to think there's got to be more to life than this. What is it? What yeah. is it? One day I went to visit my grandmother and it was such a beautiful day. I decided instead of taking the freeway home, This time, I'm going to take the back roads and enjoy nature. Oh, yeah. Back roads are the best. Yeah. Yeah. See see what's out there. Well, as I was coming home, I come around a bend, and I saw a cemetery. Mm. And that's when it hit me. It hit hard. That's it right there. Without Jesus, everyone ends up dead. Mm. Without Jesus, there's no heaven. Yeah. There's no hope. You have life in this world and you die and you're in a graveyard. Mm -hmm. That's it. Things end up being thrown away at the city dump or sold in a yard sale or whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't want it anymore. Yeah. Ecclesiastes touches a lot on that. Like the pursuit of wisdom, like, you know, as wise as you can get, you know, that knowledge is useless. And he just talks about all these aspects of life, like partying, like you can party, but it'll never fill you or like have all the wives, have all the knowledge. Like in the end, it's all nothing. Yes. Vanity. It's all vanity. Mm-hmm. I remember reading that thinking, that's true. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, if I'm going to die anyway, 
Why should I continue to live? Mm -hmm. I don't have anything. I'm not a Christian. Jesus isn't my God. Mm -hmm. I have no hope. I don't see any reason to continue. Yeah. So I decided I had different options, you know, what's the best way to kill myself. I finally decided I'm going to get my stepdad's hunting gun mm. and I'm going to go out in the woods and that will be it. So I come home one day and it was, I had the next two nights off. I work night shift yeah. and I thought this is a great time. I'll do it on my time off. It's not going to hurt anybody because it's, I didn't really feel valuable or special to anyone. So out of sight, out of mind, no big deal. You know, it'll be a while before they even notice I'm not around. Mm -hmm. That's how important I am. So I sat down thinking the first thing I have to do is figure out how do I get that gun out of my dad's house without his knowing. Yeah. And when I sat down, I heard a voice and I know, I know it was an angel standing in front of me. I can see things. I think it's because of the way I grew up with all the spiritualistic stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm aware of it more than the average, I guess. Yeah, more sensitive to it. Yeah, yeah. But the angel was urgent and told me, Becky, if you don't stop right now and find something else to do, you really will be dead. And my first thought was, no kidding. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Did you kind of like miss the whole point of yeah. what I was doing? <laughs> but then I thought, now wait a minute. Where did I know that wasn't me thinking that? I know it was an angel, but why? Um, why would he say that? I don't know. And I thought about it for a little bit. Is there really any hope? It's not that I wanted to be dead. Yeah, I wanted to be a Christian, but I didn't have any hope, and I didn't know how I could be a Christian. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, what I will do is I will wait for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I chose that, but that's what I decided. Two weeks. If God doesn't do something to let me know there is hope, it's because there isn't. Mm-hmm. So I'll wait two weeks and see what God does. Yeah. I knew music. I hated everything. I hated myself I hated life. I hated everything. But I did not hate music. Hmm. Music creates atmosphere. It does. And it, it, yeah, it can be very soothing and calming or it can drive you crazy depending on what you're... Li- yeah. And it's not the same for everybody. No. So, so what soothes me might drive you crazy <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I had my radio tuned to country. Yeah, I grew up on country music. My mom played the accordion. She could play for hours without repeating a song. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. I love music. So I went into my bedroom and decided I will listen to some music and try to pull myself out of this suicidal frame of mind. Mm-hmm. When I turned my radio on, it wasn't music. I heard a man speaking, and he said, if Jesus were to come today, right now, would you be ready? Mm. Of all the crazy things, that is not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so I turned my radio off. And I sat on my bed in a panic. If he were here, where would I go? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't hide under my bed because it's a water bed. Can't crawl under them. Um, I would hide in my closet. Yeah, like he wouldn't think to find you there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find someplace else better. I would run to the mountains. And that... Scripture rang through my head. They will run to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us. Mm. I knew which side I was on. Mm. I'm lost. Yeah. I'm not going to be in heaven. 
And I want to be, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born in a Christian home. Yeah. I, there was no hope. And something crazy, I was sitting on my bed wishing I could have one more chance when God gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into all the details because I know I'm taking a lot of time. It's fine. So, so, but God gave me the invitation I needed. Turn your radio back on mm-hmm. and listen to it, and I'll tell you how. Mm. How I can come to him, how I can be a Christian. Mm. So I remember it was like a, a dream, yeah. but it was so real. And I'm thinking that when the dream ended, turn your radio back on. I'm thinking, was that real or did I imagine that? Mm. Well, you idiot. You want to know if it's real, turn your radio on. <laughs> if it's real, you will hear how you can become a Christian. Yeah. If it was a real and, and not just a crazy, wild dream. If it's crazy and wild and it's not really God, you'll get a toothpaste commercial or the latest traffic and weather report. But you won't hear how to become a Christian. Hmm. So turn your radio on. So I turned my radio on. I was shaking. I was hoping this was real. Yeah. And I heard that same voice again. And the man said, it doesn't matter how much of a sinner you may think you are. It doesn't matter how far down in the depths of sin you may have sunk. Mm. God loves you. Amen. And it's written in the Bible, in 1 John first, chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins to him, he'll forgive us. Mm-hmm. He'll cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Mm. And I jumped up excited. That's it. That's how you can become a Christian. Mm-hmm. Confess your sins and ask him to be. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I thought it was some big impossible thing. And it's as simple as confess and ask. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe I have suffered for so long over something so simple. So I turned my radio off and I knelt down at my bed and began to pray. And mm. that took me into a whole nother experience with God, which I won't go into, but I come out of it, it was like a whole nother dream that was very real, very graphic, an experience with Jesus that turned me completely around and gave me a whole new life. So I got up from my knees knowing if Jesus comes today, right now, Mm -hmm. I'm ready. And he's my God. Mm. He's not just the God of the Christians. He's mine. And so I had a whole new start in life not suicidal anymore he gave me everything that he's my dream friend come true (laughs) (laughs) so so anyway that's that gives you an idea how i learned god is real and the bible is truth and you can trust it and god doesn't lie Mm. and he's fully capable and almighty the devil is mighty god is almighty the devil is hate god is love The devil wants you dead. God wants you alive. I mean, they're very opposite. Mm -hmm. And life is worth living when you have it with Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Becky. Thank you for sharing your story and for your experiences. Like, honestly, I was just sitting back half the time just floored because I've heard your testimony before, but I haven't heard all of these exact stories and it's been a hot second. So thank you for sharing. I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. I love, I love... I love talking about Jesus. Mm, amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and have a great week. Bye.